This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Canty and Carlin. The Washington Wizards have agreed to send Chris Paul to the Golden State Warriors for Jordan Poole. I think, I think, I think at all times you just want to be somewhere uh, where you can compete for a championship and, and definitely be with a team uh, where you appreciate it. I think this is a right move for the Warriors, and I would love to see Chris Paul alongside uh, Steph Curry. Major shakeup in the Western Conference just hours ahead of the NBA draft. Chris Paul teaming up with Stephen Curry 18 seasons into his career. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Aaron Goldhammer holding it down on this draft Thursday, as always presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to get into the specifics of this Chris Paul trade, what it means for the Warriors, and then on the other side of that, what that Jordan Poole move means for the Washington Wizards. But because it's the draft and because the Spurs have the easiest decision in the history of decisions, we wanted to welcome in Jocko Sims, American actor. You've seen him in Crash, The Last Ship, and New Amsterdam. He's also a diehard Spurs fan. And, and Jocko, we appreciate you joining us here for a couple minutes. When, when the news came out last month that the Spurs had won the NBA draft lottery after strategically not fielding a team that could win a lot of games last year. And you find out Victor Wembanyama is all but getting dressed in black and white in his Spurs garb. What was your reaction? I just felt, what's up, Courtney and Aaron? I, I, as a diehard Spurs fan and as someone who grew up in San Antonio, I, I had memories of when we got the number one draft pick. While I was in high school, we got Tim Duncan, and uh, nothing else needs to be said about what that meant for the franchise. It's been a painful few years uh, for us. Uh, I'm very spoiled by the 20-year run that we had, and to get that number one draft pick, uh, it's just uh, it's unbelievable. I'm I'm, I'm really excited, and I'm excited that I'm actually going to be there to see it live. Jocko Sims will be in Brooklyn tonight uh, at the Barclays Center. He's a diehard and spoiled San Antonio Spurs fan. Where did you watch the lottery, Jocko, and who with? I, I watched it at home. I watched it with my girl, and uh, we, you know, we're just jumping up and down. I was uh, wearing my Spurs gear like a nut, and uh, I'll have some of that gear on tonight at, at the draft. Jocko, when it comes to the like where this organization is headed, because this is just the first step of a rebuild, and this is a team that has had sustained success at the highest level, but we also know Greg Popovich can't coach forever. Like, how do you view just like where they're headed right now, but also knowing that there's going to be a changing of the guard probably sooner rather than later? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty surprised that. Uh... Popovich has decided to uh, stay as long as he, as he has, Um, you know, he's definitely been a coach that has been supportive of of other people coming up under him. There was a period of time we thought that Becky Hammond would take over, uh, which would have been great for, for, for us to see. Um, So, you know, I I have faith in pop. Um, He's done well with great players and, and, and great big men. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just here for the ride and see uh, where we're going to take this thing. Jocko, from a fan standpoint, what would mean a good rookie season for Wembenyama? I think for Wemby, it would be great to see him uh, mold, you know, with the new players, the younger players. We've got a young group of guys 
Um, I, I would like to see him work with some of the older statesmen. Uh, I hear that Tim Duncan's going to be helping out and Manu Ginobili's going to be helping out um, and just uh, sort of get, uh, you know, very familiar and embedded into that sports culture. I'm not going to put the pressure on, on them to be, you know, coming out of the West on top or, or, or something crazy like getting a ring. I think it's going to take some time. I think, uh, like I said, these guys are young. And uh, we just got to let them, you know, gel. Hard to go from 22 wins to the top of the Western Conference, but this is the first step of many for the San Antonio Spurs to get back to the pinnacle of the Western Conference. Jocko, enjoy the draft tonight. Enjoy Barclays. Enjoy your new number one draft pick in Victor Wembanyama. We're still waiting to see what he's going to wear tonight. I know that he's from France and obviously fashion capital of the world. Hope he, Hopefully he brings it and makes it a great oh. night for everybody watching the draft. That's Jocko Sims, American actor, diehard Spurs fan. We're going to switch gears here to the news of of the day. Chris Paul is headed to the Golden State Warriors to help us break down what it means. Let's welcome in Tim Kawakami. He covers the Warriors for the Athletic and TK when when you hear this news, what was your reaction? Well, you know, as a journalist, Courtney, I think you can understand this was ah, I kind of heard about this. I, I didn't really write it exactly. Uh I had heard the last few days that the Warriors were definitely interested in Chris Paul. I mean, and I just assumed it was if he was waived, you know, at the end of the deal with the Wizards, and you know they couldn't find something, and you know the Lakers and the Clippers might be available, but no, this is this maybe, or maybe it was a version of this. Warriors people were saying like this could really fit, and I was kind of disagreeing with them, Courtney, as you know, I can be opinionated sometimes. <laughs> like, really? Could he really fit? And they're saying no, he absolutely could fit. They kind of need a tough guy, playmaker. End of clock, you know, obviously Steph Curry's the point guard and Clay Thompson, you know, does what he does and Wiggins and all those things. But they just didn't have a guy who can kind of force their what you know, force his way into a shot in the third quarter, you know, when times are tough. And the Lakers had a bunch of those guys. And they they really saw the need for that. And even at thirty eight years old, I think they just like, Hey, if Chris Paul's available, he's a guy who could fit that. I didn't think it was gonna come like this. I thought it was gonna be kind of prolonged, but you know, we know the issues, Jordan Poole, the highs and the lows, the very high highs, the very low lows. I guess it makes sense, you know, and you get off that long-term contract with the pool. But I'm surprised it happened now. I'm surprised that was the price. Uh, I was thinking Chris Paul is kind of, you know, a veteran minimum, you know, really just go for the ring. Uh, this is a lot of different timelines kind of matching all into one. But that's what, you know, NBA is fun for, that all of a sudden they can pull one out and you go, I'd heard that name, but it wasn't going to be like this. And here we are. Tim, what do you expect Chris's role to be? I mean, unless they move Clay Thompson, which I don't think they're going to do, I think this is much more uh, kind of solidifying the old guys, really really going in on the old guys. And Chris Paul comes in as a sixth man, you know, and you know, Curry's missed like 20 games a year. So, you know, you can see Paul being the starter for, for those 20 games. Clay misses a lot of games. That's actually where Jordan Poole was really valuable during the regular season. He done missed games, and he was always available when those two guys missed. Chris Paul misses a lot of games too, Tim. So I he does. No, yeah. I'm going to say they're not going to be writing him in for 82 games, right? They are not. That is not going to be the role. Uh, you know, I could see you know in the playoffs, six man play 28 minutes. Maybe you close games, maybe you don't. Uh, and and we'll see if his body holds up. It hasn't. We know that. 
you know, but Curry's got some, you know, physical issues. He's missed games. And, you know, Wiggins missed a ton of games last year. And Clay's can't play back-to-backs and maybe wore out at the end. I think it's just kind of another piece to that. And they're thinking it's a smart piece. It's a veteran piece. It's a guy that the defenses are going to have to think about at least and who's going to play some defense. Again, he might not hold up. I just, there's no way. I mean, no one's told me this, but there's no way they're thinking. Here's a point, you know, he's going to play 32 minutes a game for 82 games, and then he's going to play another 21 playoff games. It's all going to be great. I, they cannot imagine. You know, they've been the benefit, beneficiary of him breaking down the playoffs against him and he's in the, the series against the Rockets. So can't imagine it be like, I would imagine this is as another guy, main rotation guy who they can feel like he can get them a, a playoff win or two, maybe, you know, get them into the mid range, get them into the offense in a way their offense kind of just broke down against the Lakers in the playoffs. Tim Kawakami covers the Warriors for the athletic joins us here on Canty and Carlin. Now we turn our attention to Draymond Green because naturally what's next for him comes into the forefront here because Jordan Poole, they, the Golden State Warriors chose Draymond Green over Jordan Poole as part of the trade to the Washington Wizards. And days ago, Green declined his player option, so he's set for free agency. Is this all but like a lock that he's going to end up back at with the Golden State Warriors now that this move has been made? Yeah, it's never a lock until somebody's signature. Somebody can always make a late offer. But I think both sides have always assumed that this is the way it was going to work out. He was going to opt out. He's never been an unrestricted free agent before. He's always signed, uh, you know, extensions a year or two before. He's never hit this moment. Uh, I think, you know, just see what the market's like. But I think every indication, every intention is for him to come back at a you know three-year deal, whatever the number is. Uh, you know, you don't trade for Chris Paul and then get rid of Draymond Green, right? That that's probably not the the way this plays out. Doesn't mean the Warriors are in control of it, certainly because Draymond's a free agent. But I think there's some sense that this is it. They're going to, you know, hey, talk about a last dance. This is this is kind of multiplier of that. You bring in Chris Paul for it, Draymond for you know a year or two or three, Clay Thompson if he plays out his contract, Steph signs for three more years. Steve Kerr signed for only one more year. Like this is this is rallying it up. This is circling the wagons to try to get that ring. And I would imagine you don't do this unless you're pretty sure Draymond's coming back. You just don't want to start losing players like that uh, when you're clearly just going for it. You're going for it. You, you're probably going to be going for it with Draymond Green on the roster. Jordan Poole signed a four-year, $128 million contract with the Warriors back in October. I mean, we know about the punch, certainly, but what do you think really happened, Tim? Because if you'd have told me 10 months ago that Jordan Poole would be playing for the Washington Wizards, I'm not sure I'd have believed you. Um, I might have, like, you know, some of the times, this was Bob Myers, the general manager, by the way, and he was no longer the general manager. It's Mike Dunley, but Dunley was there for this. Myers even said at the time, like, sometimes you sign guys knowing that you can trade them. And I think that was kind of the thinking with Poole before the punch. And then the punch happened, and the Tyler Hero deal was a contemporary of pool happened. That number went up, and they kind of had to give it to him after he got punched. I mean, this just was a valuable young player who got punched by a veteran, and you were already negotiating with him. I think they kind of had to pump up that number to make sure he was signed. I think there was always some thought that they could trade him. Now, the Draymond punch you know, alters all dynamics, and it's impossible to try to understand everything that rippled from that, it's still rippling from that. But 
I said it this way, and I have got no pushback, and certainly Draymond's at fault in this. You can't punch your teammate. It's terrible. You can't punch anybody. But it's not a coincidence that Jordan Poole also was yelled at by Steph Curry on the court early in the season. Like, yelled at. And Steph got thrown out because he threw his mouthpiece in anger over something dumb that Poole did. And Steve Kerr has yelled at him, you know, big time yelled at him on the court. He can be an exasperating personality. He can be an exasperating player. Very talented. But I don't, you know, the punch could have played into it. Certainly it's not his fault that he got punched. It's not his fault that things were messy after that. But he was also personality kind of led to that. And we saw it in the playoffs. Like, I think they were just hoping they were going to get the, you know, after a really scattered full season, they were going to get something really solid from him in the playoffs. Like they he gave them last season on the way to the championship. And it just didn't happen. He, just re, he maybe had one good game in their 13 and had some really bad ones. And he was unplayable for some of them in the fourth quarter, including game seven against Sacramento. Uh, I just think, you, you know, there it's not a plan to get rid of them, but it's just that when they start, started moving chess pieces around, that big contract was something that they felt they could move. They didn't get a lot for it. Like, you know, CP3, at, you know, 38 years old, coming with one year on a contract, and I don't know how much longer they're going to want him on the team. But I do think some of in the back of their minds was if they give him this deal, he's still going to be 23 years old. He's still 23, I think, right? Maybe just turned 24 they can get something for him at some point. That was part of their thinking when they gave him that deal. I don't think they wanted to do it back then, but at this point, I don't know that he fits exactly what they want to do. He's a young guy who could like maybe take the team after Curry, but I think they kind of given up on that too. I just don't know if he's that guy. So you rearrange the pieces, you get an older player, and you, you know at some point they're going to have to pay for this down the road because they've lost a young talent. But if they win a championship, they'll deal with the circumstances after that. The window remains open for the Golden State Warriors. They are absolutely not trying to tear this thing down. Instead, running it back in hopes that the addition of Chris Paul can help lead them to a championship. TK, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much for jumping on with us. Anytime, Courtney. You know that. That's Tim Kawakami, covers the Warriors for The Athletic, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your family, your phone, and your furry friends with life, electronic device, and pet health insurance. The new era for the Golden State Warriors includes a point guard who is known as the point god. He's played 18 seasons in the NBA, and now he looks for the one thing he does not have in his career. It is a ring. The big news of the day, ahead of the NBA draft, Chris Paul is headed to the Golden State Warriors. In exchange, Jordan Poole, a 2027 second-round pick, and a 2030 protected first-round pick is headed back to the Washington Wizards. This whole thing started earlier this week when Bradley Beal was traded from the Wizards to the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul then found his way to the Washington Wizards uh, for just a moment in time. But it's interesting because we've now talked with Tim about it. We've talked with Mark J. Spears from Anscape about the role that yeah. Chris Paul is going to play in this offense. And two very differing schools of thought here where Tim said, this is somebody you expect as your sixth man to come in because you know about the injury history. You also know the injury history of others on the roster like Clay Thompson, like Stephen Curry, yep. that he won't be playing 32 minutes a night and he will definitely not be budgeted in for an expected 82 games. That's contrary to what we heard from Mark J. Spears earlier about the role that he's going to have in Golden State because he thought he's going there to start. 
Chris wants a ring, man. He wants to put himself in the best position to win. And then if you think of it from a minute standpoint, he doesn't have to play 40 minutes, 35 minutes, even 30 minutes there. He could be, I think, his sweet spot's probably like 25 to 30, even as a small lineup. That's a powerful lineup, a scary lineup. And, yeah, I don't expect Chris Paul to come off the bench. I, I just I can't see that at this stage of his career. Everywhere he's been, and I know I know that this is a change for him. He's had that starter's role, but when you have such a crowded backcourt as is, and you're not expecting to change anybody's role, and if yeah. you keep Draymond Green, then that would be an ultra-small lineup if you insert Chris Paul in there. And in the Western Conference, you have Nikola Jokic, you have Kevin Durant, you've got Devin Booker, you've got LeBron James. Yeah. Don't have the length to defend any of those guys with that projected lineup. It puts a lot of pressure on Draymond, Looney, Wiggins, guys like that. You know, two little guards like this, Courtney. I mean, NBA history says beyond Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas, you can't win that way with mm-hmm. a bunch of six-foot guards. And, look, Steph is one of the great players of all time. Steph, uh, Chris is one of the great point guards of all time. I think the idea of playing those guys with Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond in the starting five – it's just crazy to me. I just don't think they're going to be able to guard anybody that way. Um, and I also think that guys who are injury prone to begin with are going to get worn down trying to guard much bigger, younger, faster, stronger guys. So I kind of don't understand. And until they address it, I, I kind of don't understand what the ultimate end game is here. That They're also they're relying on. I mean, this is the NBA's version of a retirement community. This would have been an awesome team about seven years ago. But for now, Steph is the only one I'm counting on to be still in his prime. I mean, Draymond's past his prime. I actually think we haven't talked about this yet. I really like this trade from a Wizards perspective. Yeah, there, there's a lot there. I mean, the dra- they're clearly in rebuild mode. And I feel like they've been in rebuild mode. Nobody's really known what they've done the last three to four seasons. But now you have a chance with a young player. Jordan Poole's 23 years old. Future draft capital in 2027 and 2030. And then all that they, they you know, not all, because it wasn't a lot that they got for the Bradley Beal deal. But they have to be thinking new ownership, new front office. It's time to truly hit the reset button in Washington. Yeah. I mean, I... I... I think they're, you're right, and I think Jordan Poole is a nice piece to start a young core with fresh scenery and not playing in the shadow of guys. By the way, he was fantastic in the 2022 playoffs and finals. They don't win the championship without him. So he's got some of that juice still in him. You know, one of the weird things, but Courtney, like there's some players I just can't picture them in a certain jersey. And Chris Paul has played for a million teams, so it's not like he's only associated with one. But to close your eyes and picture him playing for Golden State, like this is something that just used to not happen at all in sports, where teams would go and join up with their arch rival in the name of trying to win a championship ring or whatever. I know he's getting traded there, but I think he wants to be there. This is going to take a while for me to get used to seeing Chris Paul with Golden State on the front and back of his jersey. It's going to take Warriors fans a while now to take the habitual groin slapper, groin, whatever, like he's as bad as Draymond Green. Now you've got both of those guys on the same team and you've got somebody who has a long history with Stephen Curry who, you know, those two love to jaw and get at each other on the court. They won't be doing that as teammates. At least you hope they won't be doing that as teammates because that's usually a sign of a bigger problem. A whole lot to digest here ahead of the NBA draft. That's coming your way right here on ESPN Radio, our coverage beginning 7 p.m. Eastern time. 
As we get closer to draft time, though, what other trades could we see ahead of tonight? We're going to get into that next here on Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Candy and Carlin Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. The Washington Wizards have agreed to send Chris Paul to the Golden State Warriors for Jordan Poole. I think this is a right move for the Warriors, and I would love to see Chris Paul alongside uh, Steph Curry. The shakeup in the Western Conference nets Chris Paul a Golden State Warrior. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. A reminder... The NBA draft is tonight, a couple hours away from being able to hear live coverage right here on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app beginning 7 p.m. Eastern time. Courtney Crone and Aaron Goldhammer sitting in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's make some sense of this trade. Welcome in Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider. And on the note of this, I just go back to 
what the Washington Wizards could not get from the Bradley Beal deal and the Kristaps Porzingis trade. They couldn't get a first-rounder for either of those two, yet Poole and a pick here. How does that make sense? Well, I think it's a team that, you know, certainly you're inheriting the Jordan Poole contract, right? You're getting $127 million left that starts this offseason that extends into years three and four compared to, a, you know, basically sending out $30 million that's guaranteed for um, – you know, for Chris Paul, I just think every every trade is different. Uh, I, I mean, like, I, I didn't understand that why people thought that they were going to get an overhaul for Bradley Beal because of the no trade. Um, certainly, they were going to get a, a first in the Porzingis trade until that deal fell through with um, with, uh, with with Boston. I mean, the haul they got from Phoenix was pretty nice, cons- all considering here. But I think it's just based on circumstances here. I think for the from the Warriors' perspective, eventually you had, they had to clean up their books. Um, especially if the goal is to re-sign Draymond and then extend Clay, uh, I mean you can't pay everyone here. And then you know Chris Paul will be off this roster probably by the off season of 2025. And you know they've got some big time financial flexibility. So I think that's kind of where the pick comes in into play. Um, but yeah, I just I think as I said, all all three deals from the Wizards' perspective is just they're, they're individual deals, and you know everyone has its own I guess point point point. Um, you know, as far as how, you know, what, you, what you're willing to give up. How do you think Chris Paul fits with the Warriors system and with the players on the roster? I mean, before he got hurt in the, in the um, you know, I think it was the Denver series, I thought he was, you know, I thought he played extremely well in the Clippers series here. I mean, it's going to be interesting what they roll out there. You know, I mean, do you roll out, you know, certainly Chris, Steph, um, Clay, Wiggins, and then Draymond at the five. I think it gives Steve Carr a lot of different functionality as far as different rosters i mean a lineups that he can um that he can roll out i mean there's still have some work to do as far as from a, from a bench standpoint i mean do you go do you have him come off the bench and have looney at the five um i yeah i think he'll i think he'll fit i think he'll fit anywhere you know anywhere he would have where he would have gone here and um you know you can certainly put him at the point and you know have curry play off the ball um it's you know as you guys know it's just a matter of just making it till mid-april in in, in one piece Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, joining us on Canty and Carlin. Now, when I take a look at what happens next for the Washington Wizards and what this means as far as like their, you know, you know, Jordan Poole becoming the face of that organization and their rebuild, like how long does this take? Because it feels like this is a team that's kind of perennially been in this state and hasn't been able to figure out which direction they're trying to go all in for the last couple of years. How do you see this playing out with them creating a competitive roster in ways that they just were not able to during the Beal era? Yeah, I mean, I think it's they're they're going to try to probably mirror a little bit what uh, Utah has done. I know that's extremely hard considering you know what the assets they didn't they, they got back is not what Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert fetched. I mean, it's I think you know you do need a you know reset. I I, I think I, you look at this roster right now and they have the eighth pick tonight and they've got three seconds. A pool, Tyus Jones backcourt um, kind of keeps your head above water here. Still not a playing team. Um, you know, I think you're, the goal is, you know, certainly to, you know, as you saw with Utah, get to be somewhat competitive, you know, and if you have to reset at the trade deadline and do it again, you can, you can certainly do that. I just think it gives them more, it just gives them more flexibility moving forward. I mean, we'll see what happens with Kyle Kuzma, who's a free agent, um, you know, this offseason here. Um, but they're, they are in a, 
a lot. I mean, they were this roster was like pushed up against the luxury tax on a team that was you know in, in the bottom of the Eastern Conference here. At least it gives them some breathing room, and it gives them they got like 14 seconds in the next six or seven years here. It gives them just more options here, but you got to get lucky in the draft too, Courtney. I mean, that's you got to get lucky here. I mean, they got to get they got to get a good player here. Uh, you can't just keep on spinning the wheel and moving got moving off players here. You got to get fortunate landing one of these blue-chip prospects. Who's going to have the better year, Bobby? Porzingis in Boston or Marcus Smart in Memphis? Well, Smart's going to have a clear runway, with, certainly with the John Morant suspension um, for the first 25 games. So he'll, you know, he'll, he'll, his minutes will be high. I think Porzingis is – I'm interested in Porzingis as far as, you know, certainly with Tatum and Brown. My concern with, with, with Boston is, is that, like, who, who's your point guard? You know, I mean, especially, certainly if this Brogdon injury is severe, where, you know, you know that deal got basically killed because of it. Is, is Peyton Pritchard your, your starting point guard? Are you going to find a, a guy in this year's draft? I think him, I think Porzingis and uh, Brown and Tatum, I like, I like that fit. And then you add Robert Williams or, or you know, Al Horford here. So I'm going to say Porzingis just because, you know, he, I thought he played extremely well here. But I think Smart in Memphis, too, with the ability to, play you know starter minutes like you did in Boston with Morant out will will certainly help Bobby before we let you go expecting any more trades before the draft tips off tonight I'm interested to see if Atlanta gets moves some money around I mean they're pressed up against the you know with John Collins and DeAndre Hunter Dallas is going to be interesting at 10 blockbuster wise I would be surprised if all of a sudden somebody jumps into number two or three whether that be New Orleans here um but you never say never. I mean, we got three hours to go, and I've learned my lesson in this media world that anything can break <laughs> any time here. That is for certain. We thought we had a show rundown all ready to go, and this news, <laughs> this Woj bomb, blew it all up uh, like it typically does whenever we have news of this magnitude. Appreciate the time as always, Bobby. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you. That's Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. 18 years. That is how long Chris Paul has played in the NBA. All 18 years have been without a ring. Did he need to ring Chase at the end of his career at 38 years old? Aaron and I will discuss that next here on Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Candy and Carlin, the podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. How did it come? FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Kenny and-
Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Aaron Goldhammer's holding it down for the guys ahead of the NBA draft. Reminder, you can listen to wall-to-wall coverage right here on most ESPN radio stations in the ESPN app beginning 7 p.m. Eastern time. But right now, you heard it there, a ring. That is the one thing, Aaron, that has been missing from Chris Paul's career over the last yep. 18 years. Yep. He now is a Golden State Warrior. There are no other teams involved in this trade. That is his new home. He couldn't win a, a ring with the Phoenix Suns. He wasn't able to win one with the Clippers. He wasn't able to win one with the Houston Rockets. He's been traded now six times. Jeez. Will this finally so be for a great player? Will this I mean, finally be the destination that I, gives him what he's been looking for? I don't think so, Courtney, because I think there are three or four teams that I'd put ahead of Golden State right now in the West, and I I think they have the pedigree and the mindset for a championship, and so I I wouldn't ever completely count them out. I worry about their age. I worry about their defense. I worry about their size. I worry about their health. Now, I don't know you can call this a ring chase because Chris Paul got traded to Golden State. It's not like he he didn't sign there. He's not Carl Malone with the Lakers. You know, he's not. uh, Give give me some other just awful like jump on board at the to try to just secure just so you can say that you want to look. If Chris Paul had won Finals MVP, that's something that would change the way that he's viewed historically as a player. But to just jump on board as the sixth or seventh man on a team and win a championship. I, I, I don't see it that way. Do you see Jason Kidd differently because he won a championship at the end in Dallas? No, but I think that's different. I think that we have associated Chris Paul as a great player, as one of the best point guards we've ever seen play the game. Yep. Yet his, his legacy will always be defined as of right now. If he retired today, it's, hey, he was awesome, but... He was great at this, but, Mm. and the but always ends with he didn't have a ring. And there's plenty of players who fall into that category. Charles Barkley is one of those players. Carl Malone is one of those players. It's, you know, I don't think that you can fault him at this point for seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. The injuries have piled up. We don't expect him to play a full season for the Golden State Warriors no matter what. And he's 38 years old. Mm. If this gives him a chance to win a ring, I'm happy for him, but I don't know if it's going to cement how I feel about him any differently than it is right now. Because when you see players win rings, you're always looking at them in their prime. And of course, you know, if you can do it in your prime, then the next step is, can you do it when you're older? It's the question that we have around LeBron James right now and probably will be, depending upon the roster construction of the teams he plays on the next potentially two years, it'll be the question we ask ourselves until he retires. Chris Paul was a part of a generation where he played with players who ended up going on to win rings, yet he hasn't been able to get to that last step. And so it's the one thing that's missing. It's the outlier of an otherwise unbelievable, tremendous career. Yeah. And I'll be happy for him if he does it, but I also, if he is like six, seven, eighth guy off the bench, and I do believe when people we've heard from Mark J. Spears, Tim Kawakami, Bobby Marks, 
the role is kind of up in the air right now. Agreed. But I don't think that you can expect to lock him in for a full season and playing, you know, 30-plus minutes a game just given the health concerns. To- totally agree with that. And I-, I think he may start some games and come off the bench some games is basically what I'm taking off of asking now this question to people that know the league a whole hell of a lot better than we do. You know, I, I think that the other piece with Chris, you know, if you simulate his career like 10 times, I bet there's some versions of the simulation where he wins three or four championships because he always got hurt at the wrong time. That was the Houston example. And, and you know, the Phoenix example to some degree also in the finals against Milwaukee. Um, he also, you know, was supposed to be traded to the Lakers to play still with Kobe in his prime. But then the commissioner stepped in and voided the trade in an unprecedented move in NBA history. And so if that trade actually ends up going through, I mean, I think Chris Paul ends up with a couple of rings in LA. So some of this, like judging individual players based on team success is a problem with the sports culture. In my opinion, I think Chris Paul is one of the five greatest point guards in NBA history, regardless of what happens with his situation in golden state. And I don't think anything that happens as a golden state warrior is in my mind going to, I don't know, change his legacy or the way I explain his career to my son. Who's nine (laughs) months old right now. The difference between Chris Paul and this quest to win a championship Versus someone like Damian Lillard, who also, all these years in, a decade plus into his NBA career, does not have a title. Yeah. You know, Chris Paul has been traded to every team that he want, that he's played on. He's been traded there. It's not his choice. It's not like, man, I'm going to go traded here. He's the teams he wanted to play me, on and teams he didn't. You know, it, it's not that OKC he's thinking he's going and, somewhere right. because he wants to win a ring. It's the by proxy, byproduct of getting traded there. Damian Lillard and his loyalty, the loyalty argument around him, is the reason he probably falls into a different category of not winning a ring, where if he would leave somewhere else now – I don't think anybody would blame him. He's 33 years old. He is coming off, honestly, one of the best performances, even though he was hurt last year, one of the best individual performances uh, in a season in his entire career. And there comes a point where ring chasing and the whole idea of, like, do we overvalue rings in the NBA? And, you know, does Damian Lillard need to do what Chris Paul is doing right now? Granted, it was no choice of Chris Paul to trade himself to the Golden State Warriors. But, like, should Damian Lillard fall into that same category? I don't think you can blame him at this point, knowing you have to look at the writing on the wall, accept it, and say, I'm not going to win a championship here. I need to go somewhere else to do it. I think Dame's situation is, like, reminiscent to me of Clyde Drexler's situation at that point in his career because he had gone through a few runs in Portland. It was clear the team was getting younger and shifting gears into a totally different era, and Clyde ended up going to Houston and winning a ring as still a pretty good player. See, Chris Paul is well past his prime, in my opinion. I'm not saying he's not still good. I'm saying he's well past his prime. Damian Lillard, to me, is still in his prime. Courtney, is that agreed? I mean, at least for the next year or two. He's healthy I think again? He, he could still have some of the best basketball of his career still in front of him, and he's significantly younger, than five years younger mm-hmm. than Chris Paul is. So I think the situations are completely different in my mind. Last thing I'll say on this, just because you got a ring, not all rings are created equal. You know, Jason Kidd's ring in Dallas doesn't mean as much as it would have if he had won in New Jersey and also been the finals MVP. So it's not just collecting them. It's the circumstances around it that definitely shape the story. 
It'll be interesting to see if Damian Lillard ends up on the move like Chris Paul did, and whether it's via trade, getting forced out that way. Doesn't seem like there's any movement around the number three pick right now in Portland. Certainly keep something to keep an eye on, though, in the coming days and weeks after we see what they do tonight in the draft to see if he will be on the move to go chase a ring of his own. Straight ahead, what can Jordan Poole be winning with the Washington Wizards? That's next, Candy and Carlin. This is the Candy and Carlin Podcast.